Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you've got your coffee because our brand new morning show is here for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, and my favorite pizza topping is world peace. <laughs> Later in the show, we're talking about church culture and nerd culture and the ways that they are mending fences. But first, one of my favorite things to do on the morning show is play a game. Oh. And I want to put Deidre to the test oh, today. Dear. <laughs> so behind me, if you're watching uh, on video, behind me is a trophy that we won. It's a Dundee. Deidre and I won a Dundee along with our friends, John and Hillary Berkey. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you guys. I carried that team. No, he didn't. And so no, he didn't. I want to <laughs> test Deidre's office knowledge. Is your alarm going off in the middle of our show? I cannot believe you. That's a party foul. <laughs> I want to test Deidre's office knowledge. So Deidre will tell you that she doesn't have a favorite TV show. So I'll just tell you. The Office is her favorite TV show. <laughs> she has seen the entirety of the show a billion times. So many times. She plays it every night as she goes to sleep. Uh, like it's it's a nonstop all the time on. And like I, I've, I've said this in the past, Peacock is smart. Yes. Peacock plays the entirety of the normal season straight through. And then once you finish that final episode, it just rotates to the fan extended episodes and it goes through that entire thing. And then when you get the last episode of that, you're back to the normal office again. You can play the office nonstop on Peacock. I love it. And they better not ever change it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to ask Deidre some office questions. I want to see if she can get to 30 points. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to put. Before our time runs out. I love the office. Mm -hmm. But as we found out with our little game, if it asks me anything about an actor's real name, the name of a song. Okay. I'm not going to do those. These are all I real, not know. real office trivia, <laughs> okay. and I'll skip ones that I think are ridiculous. But, <laughs> but uh, we've got we've got roughly twelve minutes. I want to see if you can get to thirty points. I've got a okay. little counter here as well. Oh my goodness! Uh, and if you do get to thirty points, I want to see how high you can get. Okay. Okay. Earn your portion of this trophy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with uh, an easy one, babe. What are the three B's? The three B's. Mm -hmm. What are what are the three B's that Jim Halpert as Dwight? Oh, okay. Yeah. Bears, Beats, Battlestar Galactica. Good job. <laughs> All right. Who started the fire in the office? Ryan. All right. Uh, what was the name of Angela's favorite cat? Sprinkles. Good job. <laughs> uh, let's see. In his perfect crime. Dwight mentions a fictional girl. What is her name? Oh, 
something with Tiffany, right? Because she's... It's Tiffany. It's just Tiffany? (laughs) Her name's Tiffany. (laughs) I steal the chandelier from Tiffany's. It's priceless. (laughs) (laughs) I mean her daughter. She's Tiffany. Uh, All right. (laughs) Kelly has a lot of questions. Number one. How dare you? Uh, what kind of passport does Creed have? A passport? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's referencing. Like if I... <laughs> it's from a country. So like what, what kind of, I can give you, I can give you two choices. It's either a Swiss passport or an Italian passport. Huh. Swiss. Good job, Chris. <laughs> I feel like I didn't earn that one. <laughs> that was a guess. That's but that's okay. It took time. Uh, what vegetable does the group replace Creed's apple with without him noticing? I found a potato. <laughs> <laughs> How many minutes did Michael Scott work at Dunder Mifflin? As told to us through the parodied Rent song. Nine hundred eighty-six thousand minutes. Is it nine thousand. Nine hundred eighty-six thousand. I'm right? very impressed that you <laughs> the number. It's what? in song form. It's easy to remember. <laughs> what is Plop's real name? <laughs> Pete. <laughs> uh, what does Prison Mike say is the worst thing about jail? The Dementor. <laughs> Okay, this one's actual trivia about like behind the scenes knowledge. Uh oh. This one here. Uh oh. The footage of Scranton shown in the opening credits, like the actual Scranton buildings and stuff uh-huh. that you see, was filmed by which cast member? Was it Kelly? No. Keown. No. 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 I it knew was, it was a cast member that it filmed was it. John Krasinski when really? he went to, to uh, do some recon on Scranton. Cool. All right. Uh, what does Michael Scott offer Scott's tots when he can't pay their tuition? <laughs> uh, batteries for computers, but they're lithium. There we go. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They're lithium. <laughs> you had to bring up the worst episode. <laughs> terrible. It's a terrible episode. Uh <laughs> With, uh, who's Big Turkey? Oh, man. So Big Tuna. And hey, Big Turkey. I remember him talking to somebody about it. Is it Stanley? You know what? I don't really know. What? <laughs> That's not on here. What? It says who's Big Tuna. And I thought it was Ryan. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here second guessing myself. So I'm not going to give you a, a demerit for that. How dare you? What episode was the hardest to film because the cast couldn't stop laughing? The dinner episode. Dinner party. Right? I'm going to give you two <laughs> points for that because I wasted your time on that last one. Uh, where does Jim propose to Pam? A gas station in between. That's that's good enough. Gas station. Uh, <laughs> what is uh, what's inside the teapot that Jim gave to Pam? I need everything in the teapot. Boggle timer. Uh, Taco packet that she thought was ketchup. Condiment packet. Uh, yeah. 
little T golf thing. Golf uh, his card. Uh, it wasn't in the teapot though. Um, his yearbook photo. Yearbook photo. You named it. Yearbook. All right. Good job. Uh, let's see here. How many cousins does Dwight have? Like a thousand. Does he name them? <laughs> Each better than the best. He does say which, how many, but I don't remember the number. Uh, I think he says uh, over 60 of them, but I, I think we're going with 60. Each better than the last. <laughs> Uh, why does Michael pretend to fire Pam in the first season? Uh, over stealing post-its? Is that <laughs> what you mean? Okay. Uh, what does Michael burn his foot on? <laughs> George Foreman Grill. <laughs> uh, what does Michael make too much of during the first day of the Michael Scott Paper Company? Pancakes. Square pancakes. they got to be circles with a cookie evenly. <laughs> I don't, I don't even, even want these. <laughs> I'll take them for my kid. <laughs> what animal is Dwight scared of? No animal. Oh, uh, box jellyfish. Golly, how do you remember that? <laughs> oh man. Oh gosh, that made me mad that you know that. <laughs> Uh, fill in the blank. Blank. Your teeth called. Your breath stinks. Boom. Roasted. Creed. <laughs> How much did Michael's plasma TV cost? 200? 200. That seemed too low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. When Jim pretends to be Dwight from the future, he warns him about what? Someone poisons the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> What is the name of Andy's acapella group? Here comes treble. Wow. Who runs the party planning committee? I need all three people that ran the committee, not including Jim and Dwight as the weird, we're in charge of it now time. Angela, Phyllis, Pam. Correct. And uh, Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Where does Angela say she shops for her clothes? Gap kids, but if they're too risque. The that's that's large, not the one we're looking for. The Colonial Doll Store, no? The Colonial Doll Store, yeah. the American Girl Store. Good I was, job. I was getting there. <laughs> what food is Kevin forced to eat? <laughs> Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> what does Michael eat instead of ice cream? <laughs> Mayonnaise with <laughs> with black olive. <laughs> the, poor, the poor man's cookies and cream. <laughs> oh, gosh. What, what is Pam's favorite yogurt flavor? Mixed berry. Mm -hmm. He said mixed berries? Wow. He really got my number. Uh, <laughs> who bought Michael's world's best boss mug? Himself. <laughs> That's 30 right there. Hey. Good night. I'm very <laughs> impressed. I'm very impressed. That trophy is just as much mine as it is yours. <laughs> <laughs> but can we at least agree that it's more ours than it is the Berkies? I would agree with that. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, golly. That's funny. 
There are a lot of more questions on this list. Wow. Uh, you know who else is a fan and could probably answer every single question would be my sister. Yeah. Yes. She also streams it. Nonstop? Really? Nonstop. Yeah. She said she'll listen to it to go to sleep. <laughs> she'll put it on. I think they don't have a TV in their bedroom, so she puts it on the phone. Like she watches it on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ryan. Andy does call Ryan Big Turkey. Okay. Okay. I had that right. You got it wrong. You got that one wrong. Mm. You said Stanley. <laughs> I knew it. I'm better. Smarter. <laughs> Oh, we're going to stop it right there and take our first break. The one time? The uh, one time I don't read it? <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> You're ready. not ready? <laughs> the one time this week I don't I'm blaze like, through it and okay, read your own line. Take it a break. Oh, gosh. Come <laughs> back. When we come back, we've got today's nerdy news story. Hey fam, this is Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I've been dealing with a lot of pop culture endings lately, and low-key, I'm not okay. Um, I will be, but I'm not. Things like the Guardians of the Galaxy series is over. The third movie ended that story. Uh, the show Titans that was on DC Universe, then HBO Max, now Max, has officially ended. Uh, the show Succession has ended. Um, the It was just a miniseries, but Love and Death ended. Um, they're saying the Kenobi series might not be coming back. And by the time this airs, the series Ted Lasso will probably be over as well. Just a lot of endings. Just even in books, too. Like, one of my favorite comic books, The Human Target, ended. And there's just... There's, you know, endings are part of the journey, right? If a good story is being told at some point, it has to end. And I think, honestly, how something ends is one of the most important things. We can all start telling a story. But when it doesn't end well, it kind of ruins the whole process. But when we go all the way through a story... And it has a satisfying conclusion. You know what? I, I don't think there's much better you could ask for in a storytelling experience. And it reminds me of this verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. It says, The end of a matter is better than its beginning. And patience is better than pride. And when we can come to the place where we can honestly look at an end and say, You know what? I'm glad I stood through all this. I'm glad I waited through this whole thing to get to the ending. You know it's a good story. Where it says patience is better than pride because, you know, it's easy for someone to say the hit new series or this is the best thing ever and then it fizzle out. When you're actually patient, you can see that, you know what? You really stuck the landing. You did good. And I think it should be a goal, a challenge, a focus for us as believers is that we want to live our lives so well that when our stories are told, when they're over, that A, it's a story that brings God honor, that brings God glory, 
but one that we can actually be proud of that this was the story our lives actually told. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. To Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. And there are four ways that you can experience our show. Uh, the one we want to tell you about today is for the super fans. You can binge watch us live on Twitch. We record the shows live on Saturday mornings in one big bingeable stream. Plus, your chat is live on the screen and used in the show. And there will even be opportunities to be on the show through the LTN Discord. Let's talk about Rubik's Cubes. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the world record for the fastest Rubik's Cube solve has just been broken as of a few days ago. Wow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we have a brand new world record. It is 3.13, 3.13 seconds to solve a 3 by 3 by 3 Rubik's Cube. Standard wow. Rubik's Cube. Which only smashed the previous record by 0.4 seconds. <laughs> wow. uh, the guy's name is Max Park. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he's prolific in this because he now holds the fastest times to solve a three by three by three, a four by four by four, a five by five by five, a six by six by six, and a seven by seven by seven Rubik's cube. <laughs> Chamber, I can't even look at a Rubik's Cube in less than five seconds. <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. I don't understand how this is possible for anybody to do. Like, you watch yeah. this video, he looks, he picks it up, and he gets to pick it up and examine it from all sides, and he sets it down, and then oh. smash the timer, and he's done and jumps out of the screen. How do you do this? Wow. I don't care what kind of math brain you have. <laughs> I bought a two by two by two Rubik's cube. <laughs> and gosh darn it, if my son doesn't mess it up and I, well, can't fix it. I have no idea. And I have tried. I have since a childhood, I have stared at these things going, I know there's a secret to this. Right. I just don't understand it. Right. Yeah. I have to go to the weird Rubik's Cube solver websites that tell you to put in where all the colors are and then it gives you the steps to take to get it back to normal. <laughs> like, how is it possible to examine it for like, you know, 30 seconds or whatever and be like, okay, I know exactly where all 10 of my fingers need to move mm -hmm. to solve this incredibly complex mm -hmm. puzzle in under four seconds. That's crazy. Done. That's crazy. How? How do you do it? I don't, I believe these people have made a deal with the devil. I'm like pretty proud of myself that I can get like one layer, you know, like, like one where side. Yeah. Whereas not only is it one side, the oh, color, but, like the but all the ones around it are also the same color. I don't know if that's the way to go about solving Rubik's cubes because after that, I'm like, well, now I don't know what to well, do. Well, now what? Because I moved this, and now it messes up what I just did. <laughs> but, yeah. 
I'm pretty proud of myself when I finish a puzzle. That's like, I don't understand. A word search. As I was saying, they must have made a deal with the devil. I don't understand. I don't know what having these these world records gets you. That Harry Potter they watch. I'm assuming all the ladies. It gives you all the ladies. Uh, millions of dollars, high rises, penthouses, but all the Harry Potter get, they watch. Do you get money? Like. Are there I'm sure you, tournaments there, you can yeah, go This into? is at a tournament. I'm assuming you can win <laughs> tournaments, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's all about trying to set the world records. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy stuff. Go watch that video. You can catch it on the uh, Guinness World Records uh, Twitter, which is at GWR. Uh, and go watch that video of the guy. It's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy how fast it happens. And it's cool to see how excited he and the entire room get. Like, they, it explodes with cheers that he beat the world record. That's awesome. Really neat stuff. All right, let's take one more break. And when we get back, we're going to continue this week's main topic, the crossroads of church and nerd cultures. Playing card games with my friends Like trying to guess how the movie ends Like playing Mario Kart all night While I can still beat all my kids Like buying Funko Pops online I got a wall full of all mine Like Among Us with my Discord buds As I stab them from behind I'm really into ginger ale with lime Like how it tastes like summertime Like when my house is cleaned up nice Like turning music up too high Like sharing TikToks with my wife Like that I get to share her life I don't know why I've been spending so much time just hating stuff focus on the ways life sucks there's an awful lot to love think i've had enough hating stuff cause i like pickle snow cones with cherry like drinking giant cups of tea like when i get recommendations of comic books i should read like doing stuff with love thy nerd like the movie green lantern like getting told by random people that they my homer shirt i'm really into making stupid jokes really into putting down my phone really into british tv shows really like the latest nf flows really like dr squatch cologne really grateful for how i've grown i don't know why i've been spending so much time just hating stuff focused on the ways life sucks there's an awful lot to love think i've had an unrealistic goal to see the glass always half full i'm no stranger to succumbing to the hopelessness spiral i just want to remind myself how much is beautiful and how absolutely lame it is to always be hating stuff focused on the ways life sucks there's an awful lot to love think i've had enough hating stuff no
back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. Before we jump into our main topic today, we've got a podcast recommendation. Matt goes, uh, Matt gets to do another podcast for LTN, two words with the main host, John Berkey. This is a podcast focused on pro wrestling. It's one part current news and rumors and one part goofy wrestling nonsense and one part sweet, sweet nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, uh, if you are or have ever been a fan on WWE, AEW, WCW, etc., you'll love this podcast. There we go. It's like that does not make sense. On? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> While Two Words is on a season break right now, I'd encourage you to go and check out their latest episode that is all about The Rock. This week, we are talking about church culture and nerd culture. And all week, uh, we've been talking about the times when the two were at odds. Uh, and we've done our best to give both sides the benefit of the doubt. And now we've, that we've covered the problems, we kind of want to talk about how things are changing. Um, we are seeing a, a more broader shift to the church at large being a little bit more welcoming towards mm-hmm. nerd culture in mm-hmm. general. There are still pockets of people that have problems with you know, D&D, Harry Potter, and stuff like that, basically brought from the past and just never really updated. They've never really taking a second look or a harder look or or anything like that. And and that's understandable. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is time to kind of make some of those changes. And the problem ultimately with, with most of these situations in the past is that it, it has alienated people from church culture, people that enjoy tabletop gaming, people that enjoy, you know, Harry Potter or any other sci-fi thing, uh, they have been labeled by the church as essentially that being their personality. That's who they are as mm-hmm. a person, and we don't want those people here. Kind mm. of thing. Whether that was the intention or not, that's how it becomes. You know, that's how that's how people who love those things see it. It's like, okay, well, they don't like that, which means since I like that, they don't want me there. All they've seen of Christianity. It's them speaking out against the thing that they love. Right. And so while we're trying to fix that, we're also trying to open doors. And so one of the ways that some churches are doing that is hosting game nights. Uh, And not just like Uno and Monopoly game nights, but like newer games, tabletop games. Some even actually have like D&D or D&D-like campaigns. There's actually a lot more tabletop role-playing games now than just Dungeons and Dragons, all different themes. So you can play plenty of them that don't have any magic or dragons in them that they're, you know, they're space themed or some other uh, kind of thing. Those, these, these exist now. And that I think is opening the door a little bit more to like, okay, well maybe, maybe it's just a style of game and, Mm -hmm. and not a gateway to the occult and (laughs) Satanism itself. Um, Game nights, I think, historically in the church have been more focused on children Mm, mm -hmm. and families with children, as opposed to just like adults coming and playing games together, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why I think it's been mostly Uno and Monopoly. (laughs) It's been Mm -hmm. like Boggle and things like that. You know, Clue if you're lucky, but there's a lot of murder in that, so maybe not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I remember that being a problem. 
like someone donated Clue to Highland, our church. And I don't know if it's still in there or not, but I remember people being like, ah, there's a, is this whole game about murdering people? I don't think we want that in the church. I don't know if it's, <laughs> it might be. I recently was like with the, the kids and they all wanted to play Clue. And I'm like reading the instructions to the, the kids who didn't know how to play before. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> Am I going to get in trouble playing this with the kids? Killed him with a knife, bludgeoned him with a candlestick. Like, Family friendly fun. Oh dear. <laughs> but I really kind of think that this started with our generation's youth groups. Like this this kind of opening up. Uh, yeah. Our youth groups, the generation that we, we're from, which I guess is millennials. It's like early millennials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when youth leaders were like, okay, we're going to build devotionals and sermon series or whatever Around. and use like video games mm-hmm. and these other kind of things as ways to open that door. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> JM Reedy, last church game night, we played secret Hitler and it was wild to just hear you're a fascist. I go through the halls. <laughs> I've watched, I've watched people play secret Hitler. I'm like, yeah, that's a game that people around you really need to understand what's happening. Uh, or they're going to be like, what's happening? <laughs> Why does everyone want to be a liberal? I don't understand here. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> what kind of weird political conversation are they having over there? What the one someone we used called to play. someone Hitler? What was that one with the cards and you're like, uh, and one of you's a murderer and they like leave the room and you're like the cards. <sighs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure like I know what you're talking the about. But. King or something. You were the murderer. Mafia. 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 Yeah, mafia. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mafia, which is what Among Us is kind of based on. Mm. I'm, I'm slow. Sorry. Yeah. 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 We would play that we in youth group mafia. all the time. Yeah, we play mafia. All the time. That's right. And I felt a little funny. I was like, <laughs> "What's this game called?" <laughs> Uh, so the, these, this, this, this started, I think, like I said, with our youth groups and I think it's grown with us. And now as adults, we're like, Oh, we have, we kind of feel this weird pressure in the church to like, okay, well maybe I'm not supposed to like those things anymore. Cause I'm an adult now. That's just for the, the youth, but right. that's not really the case. And the youth groups don't really, <laughs> they're already on to something else. Like we, <laughs> the stuff that we've grown up with, we want to play these games now with other adults that are our age. Right. And I think right. that's happening more and more often. I know that's happening at the, uh, the church where LTN has their office, uh, which is Matt Warmbier and Luke Flippiak's church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an LTN sponsored game night, I think once a month or maybe every two weeks. Uh, and they got a ton of people that just come and play and they're mostly adults and they just come and play in games like that. We are here at our church going to be trying our second attempt to start one of these because the first attempt, everyone's like, what? Good. I don't want to come play Uno with a bunch of kids. And that's yep. not what this was. And I yep. don't think you realize that. Yep. So yep. <laughs> we're going to try again. We had one person show up. We, we played me, me, my wife and her played a, played a game. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that was weird, but we're going to try again. We're going to attempt again. We're going to bring food. Baptists love food, right? Here we go. Yeah. That was the thing. We didn't have food last yeah. time. Yeah. I can order yeah. that food. Don't let me forget. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> it's beyond, it's beyond, you know, pizza night stuff. This is like, we're, you, you gotta, you gotta devote some real time to mm-hmm. foster that part of your community. Cause it's actually probably a larger part of your community than you think. Uh, I think COVID was, uh, played a big hand in bringing more church people into kind of like a digital world. 
Definitely. for a little while. Oh, I yeah. think more people mm-hmm. who don't normally play video games played some video games during this time. <laughs> and I think it was the perfect time, too, because Animal Crossing had just come out. Hmm. And that's such an easy to pick up and easy to learn game for right. a newbie mm-hmm. that everybody on the planet was like, all right, let's buy a Switch and buy some Animal Crossing and just, yeah, look, <laughs> look, let's sell some turnips this Sunday. <laughs> uh, I get to talk to animals without a mask on. Look at that. <laughs> they had masks you could wear in the game, too. Oh, I know. See, on my little pocket camp one, like a lot of, a lot of people went to masks and I was so like, <laughs> this is who we are now. It's like, nah, this is what we do now. I'm playing on this to escape that world. <laughs> uh, so in a larger sense, there are also mission groups that focus directly on nerd subcultures. Um, I know one that I was really surprised to learn about at the first uh, LTN con was uh, a group called Jesus Otaku. And this is Christian... Christians who are into like Japanese subculture, so anime and everything that comes with that. Read okay. manga books okay. and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And so the Saddleback Church has the Jesus Otaku ministry that, you know, they go to anime conventions or whatever, or they have, you know, groups that, that share their love for that as well as their love for Jesus at the same time. You know, it's, it's, it's neat. I like that. And there's more and more groups like that featured, you know, focusing on different subcultures. Uh, but more of them are going to, like, conventions as well. And Love Thy Nerd, of course, is one of them mm-hmm. that likes to go to conventions. Now, we go in a, in a bit of a different capacity. When Love Thy Nerd goes to a convention, it's not to set up our own booth and, you know, pass out Bibles or things of that nature. We get in with other booths. We go to volunteer at, you know, like Funko or other booths that are showcasing games, and we learn the mm-hmm. games, and we then get to teach people that come up to the booth to play the games. It's it's about building community, building fellowship, and they then learn that we're from a ministry called Love Thy Nerd, mm-hmm. and they get to they get to build a relationship with us before they realize, hey, we're also here to show you the love of Jesus. But at that point now, they like us. <laughs> They're not automatically turned off by the fact that, oh, this is a ministry. No, thank mm-hmm. you. And they walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's fellowship is a key aspect of um, sharing the gospel. And again, that comes back to what we talked about with Jesus yesterday. We talked about how. Jesus would go into the homes of people who were sinners, people who were, you know, involved in, in things that, you know, the normal people didn't want people to be involved in or the things that the religious people saw as, you know, sinful. Mm -hmm. He would go into their homes and he would befriend them and he would have dinner with them. Mm -hmm. And that changed the mindset of anybody who like would never give a Pharisee the time of day, would never give, you know, one of the with the religious leaders of those times, you know, mm-hmm. their ear for a second. Right. And so that's kind of what we're doing here as well is like, we're, we're, we're building those bridges. We're building those connections long before we ever get to spiritual matters, because by the time we do get to spiritual matters, it's actually going to mean something to you. Even if you don't wind up believing, even if you don't, you know, come to Christ or anything based on anything, you're more willing to have that conversation or know that you can ask us about that kind of stuff without it being awkward or weird, without any obligation. Right. And you're more than likely willing to actually take what, you know, we would say 
into account. Right. To trust it a little bit more, which I think is, is something that we're having to relearn as Christians all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't, when we think about like talking about the, the protesters at the Newsboys concert that protested us away from even getting to go see it. How many people did they save with that protest? You know, right. How many people did they're like, you know what? I got to check this Christianity stuff out. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. I almost guarantee it. If they did, I don't know what kind of weird psychopath that person was. <laughs> I'm not saying God can't use situations like that. Obviously, God can do whatever he'd like. And if he wants to use that opportunity to somehow get you into thinking about becoming a Christian, I mean, I'm sure... There are at least a handful of instances, but there's got to be so many more right, <laughs> of right. the opposite of, you know, churches being loving and caring for people. Like yeah. you see, I think you see this at, uh, I've seen this at comic, I'm like, I haven't seen it, but I've seen stories about this at, at San Diego Comic-Con. There's usually two types of Christians outside. There's the Christians with the signs and the protests and the, the end is nigh kind of Christians. And then there's the Christians that are like, Hey, you want some water? We got some food. We got, mm. you know, we got, come on, mm -hmm. you know, you're standing in line all day here. Take, take a bottle of water. Here's a granola bar or whatever. And uh, if you want to come talk to us, we'd love to be here you know, mm -hmm. for you at any time. You know, those, those are the two different kinds of mindsets, loving yeah. people yeah, and shouting at people. I remember <laughs> when Pokemon Go became big, a bunch of churches were hot spots for it and a lot of them loved it yeah there were so many that would like you know just bring snacks out to these mm -hmm. people in their because they just yeah they just come and sit in the parking lot yeah, yeah yeah and they loved it they weren't upset and that's you know it's fantastic yeah yeah it was uh, i mean i don't know if pokemon the people behind Pokemon meant to do that as a way for churches to right. be involved. But right. I think it was really cool. I mean, we even posted an image on our Facebook. Like, Hey, did you know we're a gym? Yeah. Come check us out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's several times like someone's sitting in our parking yeah, lot yeah, even now. People. And I'm like, Oh, they're probably just playing Pokemon go. <laughs> that was more common a few years ago. That's for sure. Yeah. They're just playing Pokemon. Don't worry about them. They're not here to hurt us. <laughs> So I think that we're starting to see that nerds who thought that they weren't welcome at church are, are getting a little bit more comfortable in, in a lot of churches. Yeah. Uh, more comfortable with the idea. Um, we got Hector Mirai with, with his faith and fandom ministry, which is what he's been doing since, uh, I think, 2013 or earlier. 2013, I think, is when he started writing his first book. Um, but it's, you know, he goes... He hosts Geek Church at uh, a lot of conventions that he goes to. So there's like mm. a Sunday morning service that he gets to host right there at the convention. And it's usually got plenty of people there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people would think about. Mm -hmm. um, little little blessings like that. One of the things I think LTN used to do, um, I don't know if they still do these. I haven't seen them in a while, but... They used to carry around little stat cards, and so it would get you, like, an experience point in a game, you know, like uh, a plus one kind of thing. Oh. And they would carry around little stat cards, and they would say things on the back, like, this is a cool costume that you have on, you know, something like that. And just give them a little a little boost of, uh, you know, self-esteem with mm -hmm. this little pointless, you know, cheap card. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're going to keep that. 
they're going to keep that. Someone said, right. you know, I, I came, yeah. I came dressed as the Joker or whatever. And someone gave me this saying my costume was cool. Yeah. They're going to put that in their little wall of stuff. They're going to keep that from the convention right. and they're going to have the little love thy nerd logo right there. Right. Eventually they're going to go search out what love thy nerd right. is and whether that comes to anything or not, who knows, but it's more likely to with that, you know, reminder than it is without it. It's more likely to with right. the kindness than it is if they got a chick track handed to them on the outside mm-hmm. by, you know, a protesting group of Christians. Right. That's right. going to go in the trash. Right. So <laughs> what you going to do? Uh, I think my church had like four Pokemon Go hotspots on campus at launch. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really neat. It was really neat. Uh, so I think we really need to start looking a little bit more for God in nerd culture, uh, seeing how God can move in these communities and how we can minister to these communities. Uh, it's, it's, we, we got to stop with the picketing and we got to do more joining in. Uh, one of the ways we can do this is by building bridges uh, between actual churches and the nerd culture they're reaching out to. And, and uh, we are st- this, this year in November, we're hosting uh, NCMS, uh, Love Thy Nerd and Lux Digital Church, along with partners from many other ministries. Uh, we are hosting the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit, uh, which exists to build bridges between church culture and nerd culture by equipping church and ministry leaders with tools, resources, and training to better love and serve their nerdy neighbors locally, digitally, and beyond. So we would invite you to actually be a part of this. This is a new thing that we hope becomes a big yearly tradition and moves all over the country and then maybe in other parts of the world in the future. Uh, This is our first one. And we'd invite you to go find out more and sign up at ncmsummit.com. So let's see what our our Twitch chat has to say before we wrap up here. Uh, I think think it's just been J.A. Reedy here for the last few. So I think we're caught up on him. It's pretty genius. Uh, the using Pokemon Go as a way to get people to come to your church, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Community game nights. Again, I want to go back to that. Community game nights are a great way to uh, get people that are at least church adjacent to start coming to your mm-hmm. church, even if that's the only event that they come to. Uh, it's it's a start. You know, yeah. it's a start. It's a way to minister. It's a way to have fun. And it's a way to show that you care about them. So if you are looking for a way that your church can start to minister to nerds in your local area, in your community, I would recommend that being the place to start. Advertise it on Facebook, invite a bunch of people, and bring people together. Yeah. You know, that's how we got to do this. It brings the community together. Absolutely. And uh, that's kind of something... Churches, I think, in general lack. It's something we've talked about in our church recently about how mm-hmm. when churches are put in communities, they're supposed to minister to that community around them. Yeah. But more and more churches have people just coming from different parts of town and whatever, and you mm-hmm. don't invest in that local area. Invest in that local area. Go out, you know, put a put a little flyer on everybody's door saying, hey, we're having a game night. No pressure. Come hang out. We'll have food. We'll have fun. Yeah. You know, this that kind of stuff. Tell them to bring their games. They might have something fun. Play some Wingspan. They could lead some sort of campaign. Who knows? Code names. You know, code names is easy. Everyone likes code names. <laughs> I don't like code names. Do something. Why don't you like code names? It's too much thinking. Too much thinking? I don't, yeah. You don't like using your brain? 
How do you connect these I three words without connecting another word? To relax. That is not relaxing <laughs> to me at all. <laughs> it is a lot of pressure. I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So tomorrow here on YouTube and on LTN Radio and on our podcast feed, uh, you can catch Rise and Shine Weekly. It's our recap of just the focus topics from this past week all in one episode. But for today, we are out of coffee. So we got to get going. But before we go, let's get our verse of the day. 1 Corinthians 9, 23. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. And with that, Thursday is in the bag. We'll be back next week with new shows and a new topic. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine, nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LTN Discord community. Once you've joined over at lovethynerd.com slash discord, simply go to the channels and roles section and click on Rise and Shine, nerds to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Dater. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.